Academic Conversation with Merton and Morgan. Hi, I'm Alicia. And I'm Mary. And tonight we are talking about Ink and Ideas. This is our third episode, and we will be discussing Chapter 2 of the book by Tani McGregor. Welcome. Hi, Mary. Hey, Alicia. How are you? I'm excited. I love this chapter. So this chapter is kind of about launching the whole process of of sketchnoting with your students. So she kind of starts and jumps right in when she says it boils down to three questions. So do you want to start off with talking about those questions? Yes, sounds good to me. Okay. So question one, what do you have available to you right now? So she's kind of thinking about materials. Like you don't have to have a bunch of materials. You can use what you already have. So whether it's gel pens, color pencils, crayons, and she said even pencil. I've seen a lot of people do some amazing sketch noting with just a black Sharpie on white paper. And that can be really compelling just as much as anything that's involves multicolored special pens. Although I do love my pens, so oh, I love my don't get it pens. wrong. And I even have a little icon over here. You can't see it, but it, it has a circle and it says excuses with a red slash through mm-hmm. it because I just feel like that's what it kind of said to me. No excuses. You can jump right in. It says, what can we make available to kids and open up that supply closet because... A lot of us do have things stashed. Teachers tend to store things for the lean times. And so I have seen a lot of people with not an overabundance, but just maybe some things they put away and they're not sure how to use it anymore. Let the kids have it. And then question two, what do you enjoy using? So kind of think about, okay, what do you have available? And now what do you actually like? What, what feels comfortable? And I have over here, students need a variety of materials and have choice. And we actually did a podcast last year on uh, materials. Mm -hmm. Um, So we will put that on the blog to share that. But I have a little um, icon drawing of, see, I'm trying to do the kind of sketch noting um, of glue because it's so funny to me. I I put that there because I know that um, many teachers that I have worked with will not let their kids use that liquid glue. (laughs) All right. So it's kind of like, okay, you can use this material, but not the liquid glue. So <laughs> it just kind of um, kind of reminded me of that. But um, she's, she's just kind of talking about what you use and why you use it. I have something highlighted here that says most of us would choose a pen with a nice ink flow over a broken crown with a torn wrapper. Yeah. But just as the right equipment, if you play sports, the, the sketch noters you know, need those tools accessible to them. Mm -hmm. I I like like that analogy. Yeah, the sports analogy, I think, explains a lot to people. I love a quote from Timothy Goodman. She has two, a designer. It says, want to change your look, change your tool. So I think, yeah, that's absolutely true. I know I like to use my um, iPad Pro. I'm lucky. I know that Santa brought me that (laughs) last year, and I am obsessed with taking using it for sketch notes, but... I notice that um, sometimes I don't want to use paper as much, so I'm trying to get myself to be a little more fluent with both of those. But well, that iPad Pro is pretty neat. The iPad Pro is <laughs> Very pretty neat. amazing. Yep, you can sketch note your heart away in there. And then question number three, what do you need to help show your thinking and make it meaningful? And I love that question. Did you like when she said that sometimes your thinking comes first and then it materializes on the page and other times you don't know what you're thinking until it exists? 
or it exits rather the pen and that's happened to me so many times as a writer I love to write and there are times when I feel something burning inside of me that I have to get down on paper and there's other times when I just start writing something and I don't know what it's going to be until I see it and then I can surprise even myself so the pictures the drawings they come under that same umbrella I think don't you yes I definitely do yeah and she talks about being open to exploring your thinking with what you're reading, listening to, or viewing. Oh, I love that because I started, before I even read this book, I started sketch noting. If I'm listening to an audiobook, I will just sketch note practice while I'm listening to it. Also, Dharma talks when I go to meditation. There are talks that are given often, and I will, rather than trying to catch everything, I will do some sketch noting. It's just something you can do no matter what. You can just sit there and sketch note while you're listening, and I think it helps you feel better with it and be more confident. Absolutely. I practiced, I went to a um, professional development yesterday, and in in one of the sessions, I said, okay, I'm, I'm going to try this, and I got those flare pins out. Um, Because I love color. And I just noticed that once it was complete and the session was over, and I went back last night and kind of looked at it, and I thought about all these little journals, because I keep all my notes in these nice journals, but everything's written, so it, it would just be page after page after page of words. And I forget a lot of things after I leave a professional development, where I know, like, I feel like you have a great memory for that, and some of my other colleagues can come back and just kind of recite what they have learned and, and what's been said. And I can't do that without going back in my notes. But after sketch noting, I just had one page. That's it. And probably 17 items, I would say. And after looking at that again, I was like, okay, I'm I'm definitely going to be able to retain this information. And not only that, but go back and look at it and really understand and remember what was said without all of the words. Do you feel like that was because you wrote less than you normally would have? Yeah, I think I was able to pay more attention to the speaker and put it in a way that made sense to me so that when I go back, like when I went back that night, I remember what she had said mm-hmm. from an icon or just um, a word. And something for me about color, I know that chapter's coming, but I haven't read it yet. I can't wait. Um, no. But something sparks... My memory, excitement. I have some kind of emotion when it comes to color. So I tried it and I thought, okay, I'm, I'm going to try this. And I think it, it it definitely helped me. And I and I know that if I pull those notes out a year or two from now, they're going to be more user-friendly to me than those pages of notes that I'm used to writing. I'm so excited so. to hear you say that because you sent me a picture of your sketch notes. And I was so My excited. Intent. Yeah, but I thought... Oh, this had to be hard for her. Seriously, I thought that because it was it was out of my comfort zone, and it was color coded. But I could tell that you were really like you were trying not to be linear, but linear was still kind of trying to happen all the yes, at the was. same time. And I just thought, oh, she's she's really going with it. I was really happy for you. I was just thinking when you said that um, that I was watching something, maybe on YouTube about sketch noting, and the person that was talking about it said that your notes become micro summaries that you're mm-hmm. taking Love that. and summarizing the facts and you're constantly listening and organizing and and then deciding about the icons and, and how you're going to choose with the letters and the pictures. But 
I love that idea of micro summarizing because I think that's what you're describing. Yes, we're doing. I mean, that's exactly how I feel. So it seems like you're going to yeah. remember better because you, you already summarized, which we read and know that actual note making and note taking has to come with summarizing and reflecting. Yes. So you're micro summarizing, so you're already doing that. I have to say something about metacognition. Oh, it's right there. It's a vehicle to help us think about our thinking. Okay, the apps, pens, everything doesn't have to be the be all end all. They change with us over time as our thinking grows and changes. So I think that's interesting too, because I haven't, I just got this iPad Pro less than a year ago. It's not something I've always had, and it took me a while to use it, and I'm sure there'll be something else. I'll, you know, use this for a while, and there something else will come along that I'll really like. But I also have to mention that Meta cognition and teaching metacognitive strategies is one of the research-based accommodations for English learners and also I'm sure for other diverse learners because usually there's overlap between what instructionally supports English learners and other kids so I was excited to see that because metacognition isn't always easy to teach but with this I think it could be fun and I love how she right after that she talks about okay you may use and in paper at times, in a notebook, you may use it on the anchor chart, or you may do sketch noting under a document camera on an interactive whiteboard. But I love this uh, quote she has in there, and she says, when the time comes to change the tools, the metacognitive teacher knows. I love that because yeah. it's like you're gonna know um, when it's time to use the appropriate tool for the appropriate piece of information, which we talked about on the last podcast. We did. It's all fitting together, isn't it? It is. It's, it, it's amazing. Um, so then she kind of flows into, okay, here's how you launch um, this thing called sketchnoting with your students. And right off the bat, uh, her first sentence, there are many ways to introduce sketchnoting to kids, which I love. Um, she's so open and she just starts out by saying, you know, you'll know the right way, and if you're not comfortable, if you're new to this too, it's okay. You're going to learn right along with your kids, so you don't have to be an expert right off the bat. If you are, great, and if you're not, that's great too. Just I love that. Learn. I love that. Just learn right along with them. It makes me think about all the encouragement we have to write in front of our kids and with our kids, and that can be intimidating because it's a productive domain. We have to produce something, and we have to put it out there for other people to see. So this is just another chance for, for kids to see us do that. And the funny thing too is there will certainly be kids in our rooms that are better at sketch noting than we are. You know, they're automatically, Definitely. yeah, gonna be, yeah. And how often can they see that they really can do something better or equally as well as the adult who, you know, guides them through so many experiences can do. Not that there aren't teachers out there who are amazing at drawing, but I'm just thinking the vast majority of us are probably right. Definitely, not in the best. my case, they would be better than me. <laughs> um, and then she starts right off the bat with sharing the research, which of course hearts everywhere because mm -hmm. you and I are all about um, the research. And I, I love how she just says, even with primary students, reveal the connection to the research and. I just love that because they absolutely need to know why they're doing what they're doing. Why is this important? How it's going to help them? So they always want to know that. 
They just stop everything. asking when you, they don't get the answers anymore, you know, when they're saying, why are we doing this, but didn't this work a different way last time? Well, what? they naturally want to know that. Yeah. What did you think about her starting with the heart, the reason for sharing sketch noting with them? What that make you think about, if anything? I loved it. I have a heart right by there. And she says, sketch noting is more than a reading strategy. It's a way to share my thinking with the world in a meaningful way. I am. Um, I love it. Draw links. I have. There's a teacher I work with who does that. She has her kids make a connection. They link their index finger and their thumbs, and they make it like a chain link there to show when they have a connection. And I drew my little chain link there, but I wanted to tell. Oh, you are so funny. We have so many similar visuals and notes in our margins. Oh, if you didn't know that we have almost the same brain, you will know from looking at our margins. Um, but I have a little story to share. I was thinking, well, what, what made me start really getting into this? And I think it does go back to book annotations like we talked about last time. But also, I remembered, and I haven't thought about this in... I don't know how many years, it was a long time ago, but I was just, had just started middle school in my city, uh, elementary went to sixth and middle school was junior high and it was just seventh and eighth grade. So I was in seventh grade and I love school and books and reading and classes and teachers and all of that. And I remember sitting down in social studies class and opening my bag and getting all these colored pencils out because I was like, yeah, you know, I'm gonna. And kids started laughing and making fun of me. And they were like, are you really? Oh, why do you, you know, like nerd. <laughs> and yeah, okay, I was. But I remember putting those pencils away and never getting them back out again because I thought, oh, wow, I guess I can't do that anymore. Like that's not cool or something. I didn't understand. Why? But I just didn't want to, you know, seventh grade. I didn't want to be embarrassed. But I think I would share that story with my students to tell them, you know, I just wanted to do it because I liked to. And people stopped me because they thought it was silly or they didn't understand what I was doing. And so I want to make sure they never feel that way. So they will understand that that's a great way to express yourself. Definitely share that story. Yeah. Yeah. Middle school. It's hard in so many ways. So the research she talks about is that we remember things longer when we draw them, just like um, the TED Talk with Graham Shaw yes. that we linked. We remember his name now, Graham Shaw. And I just thought that makes so much sense, knowing what we know about the reading brain and how it's evolved over time, right? It just makes so much sense. And I have that chain link. Yeah. Um, icon with the Y. As, as she just kind of says after sharing your heart, and kids need to know the Y just as we do. I think kids sometimes do think that all of this just comes out of their teacher's brain. Um, and they don't really get that there are studies out there and research out there for strategies that this works better for you as a student. There are people that study that and care about that. Um, I don't know if that's shared a lot with kids. I appreciate what she's doing here because I, I think that's important that they know that there are people out there that think their learning is so important that they make their life work out of researching the right. best strategies for them to learn. 
I never thought of that. I didn't either That's until really I read deep. this. Until I read this, but I thought, wow. Mm-hmm. I mean, and it was just how important would you feel as a child to say, you know what, people are doing studies out there because they want to give you the best possible right. learning environment. Right. And, wow. And also with right? them, you could say, what can we add to this? You know, this study. What can we say? Let's try this person's idea and, and see, see if it works. If it yeah. works, and what can we add to that? Because research is science, and you're always trying and you're new things. Part of and, it. Yeah, you're part of it. You're doing it. I love that. That's amazing. That's a really good um, so, insight. So I love how she says she shares that research with the kids. Mm-hmm. I just I love that. And of course, this whole make it memorable section, and I put a motion here because we've you and I've read a lot about how. You know, uh, emotion ties to memory, and she just talks about when you're when you're launching this experience, begin with a story and substance, and just like your story that you just shared would be a perfect hook, and that lesson that's that's memorable for them. And in one of the um, sessions I went to yesterday, there was a young man that spoke, and he's a recent college graduate, and. He just said that he wanted some advice that he would give to teachers. There was a panel, and we were teachers in the audience and kind of asking, okay, what can we do? These were kids that had come from trauma, and um, and they were talking about their school experience. And, and he said, I had so much going on in my, in my home life that whatever you needed me to remember for that day, you had to make it stick. You had to make it memorable for me because as soon as I leave that building, so many things happened in my life that I had to be able to, you know, have that memory. And so I just thought, wow, wouldn't this be a great way and tool and, you know, just thinking outside of instruction, but, you know, they could even sketch out their feelings and and emotions through their trauma. But as we talked about being a stress reliever, but he made me think of that, this, this little sentence, this little, um, in this paragraph about making it memorable. And I was like, that's exactly what he said he needed. Like that helped him, um, as a student. You know, that reminds me of an experience I had with a second grader this week who was in some trouble with her teacher. And the teacher said, can you just take her and talk to her? You know, you get in those moments sometimes. And so I took her to my room and we made a feeling wheel where, you know, whatever was triggering her, we named it. And then we drew an, another rectangle to um, how that thing that happened made her feel. And then her response and then the result of her response. And so I had it in my own words as I was talking to her. And then she said, can I uh, draw it? And I said, yes. And so not only did she draw the wheel out, but she rephrased everything in each box and she hit it the nail on the head. Not only that, but she helped me see more about how she was actually feeling because instead of saying I reacted, she said uh, I got really, really angry. And then her next thing she put was, and I never want to let go. And I thought, oh, wow, I couldn't have put that in those words. And then she drew something to go with it. And today I saw her in her classroom and she had that paper in her pocket. She pulled it out and she unfolded it. And she said, look, Miss Morgan, I put another X because we put an X where she could insert, you know, a decision into that cycle. She said, we had an X there to show how I could stop it. She said, I put another X because I thought I have another way. And I know. And I said, really? Show me. And she showed me. And I said, can I take a picture of that? And if I take your name off of it, would it be okay for me to show that 
to other kids and she said, yeah, sure. Absolutely. I mean, that, that, what you just told me made me think of her because she's a kid who gets caught up in things, you know, she's got a lot of drama going on in her mind and sure. Yeah. She's very bright. And so she's always quick to notice any slight or any problems. So anyway, yeah. Exploring their own emotions with it was something I didn't really expect, but it just kind of happened. She's a, she's an artist and I don't, she's not my student, so I don't know her that well. So I didn't know she was going to say can I draw it? Looking at others' sketches, I love this idea because everybody needs a chance to look around and and do what artists do, which is take ideas from yes. everyone, and that's okay. Kids like to see what other kids have done. They like to see what we've done. We're posting things on our um, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook accounts our own attempts at sketch noting, right? Yes. I should put her um, wheel of insight about her behavior on the, out there too Definitely. so people can see it. She says go on a gallery walk. And, and she said if you need some help or if you need to see some examples of sketch notes, if you do a hashtag read sketch think on Twitter, then there are all these ideas for sketch notes if you need some. Um, I have to been into that too. before. Um, and yeah, it is amazing. And what I really love also about these examples she has in the chapter are some of them are mostly words and some of them are more pictures. I mean, mm -hmm. the balance of words to pictures is not dictated. The kid can use mm -hmm. more words if they want, like you did in your attempt that you took a picture of and sent to me, you had more words. You had lots of color. But a lot less words than normal. But less words because you were micro-summarizing, right? <laughs> but someone else might rather more pictures right. than words. And you might move Gravitate. in that direction right, too as sure. you practice. So um, it'll, be, it'll be interesting to see how it evolves. But I, I was excited. I like how some of these examples are just on plain notebook paper, too. Mm -hmm. It's obviously a kid who used notebook paper and pens, you know. Yeah, that's all pens I did. Pens and I highlighters. Just, I took my notebook and I, I turned it long ways. And yeah, I said, I'm going to try to fit this all on one page, which was great, too. Mm -hmm. I love this section. She says, letting go of perfection. How? <laughs> which is what how we were we just kind of talking about. <laughs> I just love this chapter. Picture books, of course, she has out for examples, right? Those mentor texts, there they are, about making mistakes and, and just having your creative side be okay um, and making it meaningful. And I've actually read, uh, she has four read-alouds here, and I've read three of them. Really? But Which ones have you read? I have read Beautiful Oops. Uh, the Girl Who Never Made Mistakes, and Ish by okay. Peter Reynolds. But The Walk On, A Guide for Babies of All Ages, I haven't I haven't read that one. But the other three are amazing. And it just talks about being resilient and how, um, you know, mistakes are beautiful. And they're just great, great examples. So, oh, of course, wondering. I love anytime somebody brings in a read aloud. Uh, yes. I wondered if you knew those books. I only know Ish. I need to read the other ones. I have those highlighted. I need to the walk on a guide for babies of all ages. Mm -hmm. I haven't seen that. So she starts to talk too about developing an, a lexicon and experimenting yeah. with a visual vocabulary. And I really like that idea because I know that I have in my iPad, I use one of the apps I use is called Paper. 
you can create notebooks in it and it has really outstanding drawing tools there's so many different things you can do with it and I actually made a notebook out of different sketch noting features like bullets and and people stick people and um, frames and dividers and things like that so I have this whole notebook that I just kind of mess around with and try to draw some of the things that are in there and because I've done that it helps me when I'm sketch noting not to have to think too hard about certain things that come up a lot. Did you already have it in place? I saw on Twitter you had some icons for Thanksgiving yeah. already. <laughs> already drawn out. That was just fun. I was just playing with that. But, you know, it's, I love it. yeah, helps. it is. And it really stokes your creativity. And also I love that she gave Ed Emberly a shout out. His book it has been out books from the 70s. And... I was a kid then, and I remember the long waiting list to get his books in the school library when I was in elementary school because he had all those little things that you could read. Do you know who he is? No. Uh, okay. Well, uh, he does all the tiny little, we would call them icons now, but he would teach you as a kid how to draw anything. So oh, I love that. Everybody wanted his books, and he was ahead of his time. So Mary, I was expecting that this um, the visual vocabulary would have been your favorite section. It is. I have written all over that. And I have uh, when she thinks about how we build vocabulary, and I just have these random words highlighted. Okay. Exposure. She says exposure to words, but of course I've just highlighted exposure. Playing around with words. Practice using words. Thinking about context for words. And um more practice with words and she says from the time we start tinkering around with language we grow in leaps and bounds mm -hmm. i love that yeah uh, learning new words and solidifying our understanding of the mm -hmm. previously learned words so there's the vocabulary once again right so important but yes so you have to have those examples of different things that you can easily go to with the sketch notes so that you feel like you can express yourself, and color's part of that too. Uh, what do you, What did you think about the sketch noting music? I like the idea. I love I, that. I haven't done that, but I I don't know why I haven't because it just makes sense. Well, it makes sense to me too because when I taught writing and they would go out to write, we would put low. I did too. Um, instrumental music um, when they're writing, so I was like, okay, that makes sense. But I love how she says having a sketch noting. Soundtrack is an extra ingredient to make learning the basic features feel special. Right, because it evokes emotion, yeah. just like drawing does. So putting those two things together, of course. And then she has pages that I love, pages 31 through 30, what? Yes, or just 35 or 36, but she, 35, but she has a page for lettering with lots of examples in color. She has... Connectors, frames, bullets. Um, and, well, and around all that, she has, um, you know, some explanations. Mm -hmm. Her explanations are in the borders, I which that makes yes. a lot of sense because it's the pictures that are the most important um, there. She has word picks and faces and figures. And her her stuff is, you could you could definitely draw what she's drawn if if you don't feel like you can, you could try. And I think with a little practice, they're not real elaborate. They're 
very yes. simple to draw. I am not an artist, and I can draw some of these simply. So. That's great. So back to your favorite idea. What do you have in your toolkit? And that's an anchor chart, I think, right? Mm-hmm. With visual note-taking toolkit, and a teacher has created it with a picture of a toolkit, drawn a toolkit on there, and then lists the different features in the toolkit, fonts, colors, maps, arrows, bullets, and words and pictures. What do you think about the sketch mat? I thought that was really cool. For, for those kids who just don't know where to start or someone like me who needs a little bit more of a plan in place yes. instead of a blank page, which can be a little intimidating. I, I think it's a great way to practice and just just try it out. Mm-hmm. Um, and I like how she takes you through these steps. And and after you kind of, the music's playing and they do the gallery walk, then she's like, okay, let's, let's try this with the text. So she really takes you through steps, really, to launching this strategy of sketch noting. She has available in the appendix, but also online, she has these templates that you can use. You can actually copy them or however you want to share them, but you can use them with your own students. I thought it was really great. Oh, here's where she says, still like an artist with the gallery um, mm-hmm. walk. So I think we should read the quick recap, don't you? She has that last uh, paragraph that says, quick recap, so far in this launching experience, we generated curiosity about sketchnoting with a simple story, grounded the practice with research, and with the aid of a picture book, we helped to alleviate kids' fears about the vulnerability of creating and our own fears too. We have explored the basic features of sketchnoting, practicing in a non-threatening, music-filled environment, and have talked with students about when these features might be useful and important to us. Now it's time to take a sketchnoting test drive. And and one thing, think about how excited this, the students would be to try it out now. After they get that kind of an introduction, yes. I can't imagine that you would be able to get them to stop. Right. I Most mean, of them. So she then talks about text. I love um, at the bottom when she says, try it with the text, mm-hmm. she kind of says, okay, um, you, you can use any type of text, page from a textbook, a chapter book, um, a chapter from a book, a page from a read aloud, uh, an excerpt from an article. And she says, any text that will give your students a chance to chew on the content and reformulate it with a measure of their, their thinking added in. Oh, yeah. I love that. So it's like, okay, we're going to process this text that we just read. We're going to kind of synthesize it. And then put our own thinking to it. I love the which quote. Is, which is higher order thinking. Higher I mean, order oh thinking. Oh my gosh. Absolutely. I love the quote here that she says, sometimes complex helps you find your simple. Yeah. <laughs> That's so true. It does. You have to meet the co- the complex to just make those decisions and get your thinking straight. So kids are always asking themselves, and I think this comes with that micro summar- summarizing idea about what is most important and what do I find to be interesting? How often do they get to add what do I find most interesting to the what is most important here? I feel like we choose what's most important for them when we use traditional notes and they are just rapidly copying those down. Yes. They're not allowed to decide what's interesting for them and here they can. 
And I love how she she's kind of modeling it for them, um, where she, she calls it, she sketch notes live on chart paper under the document camera while the kids dip in and dip out of the text, which I, I love too. Because they're doing exactly what you're kind of saying. And then that's the cycle. The cycles read, think, sketch, repeat, um, which I love. So to me, like I had that in my little corner uh, margin in the book, and I thought, what a that to me would be a great anchor chart. I know I'm trying with the cycle. I love it. I love your um, process thought, chart wow. over there. You know when you're uh, when you're taking notes on something, and then of course she talks about you have to have time to reflect on on the experience once it's over. Um, I have two stars by that sentence. <laughs> you know. All right, so she then starts to talk about, and I love this, how every kid, uh, she asks the question, will every kid enjoy sketchnoting and find it useful as a mnemonic and comprehension tool? Unlikely. So not every single kid has to do it, but every kid should be exposed to it as a tool in their toolbox. So they have a choice. So they have a choice. And she calls that a repertoire of possibilities for problem solving and even for thinking. I love it. It's yet another way to think. Um, and she uses the word thinking so much that that's what pulls me into this too. Oh, and she also has a quote here. Something's never going to work for everyone. And we always have to keep that in mind when we're listening to an author or science or anything. How many times have we been given one size fits all strategies that right. seem differentiated, but they're really not because... They're differentiated in a general way, and then kids are made to fit into that that level of differentiation. You could take it much farther than oftentimes than we're given a chance to. So I just love how many opportunities there are to let kids be themselves. And um, you all can't see this unless you have the book, but there are there are samples of these notes. The students are writing how they might and when they would use sketch noting mm -hmm. which I love too so they're kind of writing I might use it when I'm visualizing something or I might use it when I want to think about a character so they're thinking about when they would be able to use this strategy I love what the teacher wrote did you read that on the green one the green uh, post-it yes. looks like she says um being older and always taught to quote take notes unquote sketch noting does not come easy to me. However, I have always had a creative side and I love the freedom sketchnoting provides. I can use pictures, symbols, and figures. And I think that's very honest because it, it is hard to change that thinking that's been indoctrinated into us about how we need to take everything in and possibly memorize and regurgitate it. You yes. know? That's not what we want for our kids. Well, Alicia. It looks like we have I think that was great. another chapter coming up, right? Chapter 3, Becoming an Independent Inker. Chapter 3. And there's a little bit more here about learning alongside students with sketch notes. Did you read this um, example? I did. What did you think about I it? I did. I liked it. I drew sad. I drew tearful, sad eyes next to the paragraph where she talked about how the kids with the behavior... Um, in the classroom, the more struggling kids weren't allowed to sketch note because they were afraid somehow they would, you know, go crazy or they would unleash something. And they actually did the best with the sketch noting and loved it and wanted to do it again. I know that doesn't surprise you at all, does it? It reminds me of the bottle of glue, the glue bottle. 
Okay, yeah, the glue bottle's <laughs> a good analogy. Well, because it's really, it's, it's, it's the fear of the mess or... Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, these kids can't handle yeah. it because right. their behavior, no, their behavior might be as such because we haven't found the right tool or way to connect with them. Now, that's right. not to say that that's not very, very challenging and you're not always going to be able to do it with every kid all the time, but it broke my heart when I read that, that the kids who needed it the most were the ones who were not allowed to have it in the beginning. And then they were allowed to have it, thank goodness, and then they showed that they deserved it, just like... After they had that structure. After they had that structure, yes. So anyway, just a call out to our kids who are asking for something different. So next chapter is chapter three. And we're going to be reading it voraciously and talking about it in the coming week in our next podcast. I think this is my color chapter. Oh, no. I'm very excited. There are color wheels. She's flipping (laughs) through the color wheels right now. So I cannot wait to read this and talk about it. Um, We will have our blog up with with this podcast attached. We'll add um, some links to the um, her mats um, that she has online. I think they're on Heineman.com. And so hopefully, please leave us a comment. We have um, a Facebook and Instagram, and always you can comment on our blog. So if you are listening to this with us, if you're reading the book along with us, we would love to hear how it's going. If you want to send some pictures to share, um, We'd love you can it. Follow us on Twitter. So. Right. You can also leave a comment on SoundCloud. Our podcast is on SoundCloud and iTunes. If you're listening, I'm sure you're listening on one of those formats. But um, on SoundCloud, I know that you can leave comments if you so choose. So there are many ways. Now I have to ask you a question, Alicia. Do you know about analogous and triadic colors? <laughs> Do you? I think maybe a little bit. I think you I did do. Take an art. I, I, I was ready for you to I say, an art oh, Mary, look what I'm wearing right now. This is this is analogous and triadic. I don't know. I, I feel like you know all this I already. took an art class in college, um, and we learned a lot about um, the color wheel. So yes, I feel like you're going to read I feel like those say, are terms oh, yeah. that I have heard before. <laughs> That's yes, what I'm, I do. I'm very, <laughs> I just didn't very know. Excited. I didn't remember it was called that. <laughs> All right, so come back, join us again for our next episode, and thanks for listening. All right, have a good week.